0: Welcome to Green Tea, sustainable stories from Bowdoin campus and beyond, a production of the Bowdoin Sustainability Office with your hosts, Marie Kaspard
1: and Diego Velasquez,
0: telling stories about sustainability from the perspective of faculty, staff, students and Brunswick community members.
1: In our first episode, you'll hear a behind the scenes interview, which we wish we heard with more of the podcast and radio shows we listen to, a conversation between your two hosts so that you have a clear idea of where we come from in producing the show asking the questions that we have, and choosing the guests that we have the opportunity to host. We ask each other about our history within the realm of sustainability, what that word evokes for both of us, and what we're looking forward to seeing at Bowden and beyond. A lot of the themes addressed within the show we will explore in more depth in future episodes.
0: Here's that interview.
1: Okay, I'll start off. (laughs) Marie. Kelsport. Yeah. Where are you originally from?
0: (laughs) Um, I'm from Chevy Chase, Maryland. That's my short answer. My long answer is, um, my parents are my mom is Romanian and my dad is French, so there's a little bit of like a funky background. So I'm not like just. I mean, I guess everyone's American is like a little complicated, but um, yeah, I recently got the citizenship, like literally last week. Um, That's yeah, exciting. so I've been living in Chevy Chase for, like, um, like, ten years, I guess, before college, and then would, like, go back to France and Romania every summer. Um, oh. yeah. What about you?
1: <laughs> um, originally from Lexington, Virginia, which is this tiny town in the Appalachian Mountains in the Shenandoah Valley.
0: Love it. Um,
1: so different from here.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's got the same, like, small-town vibe. It's a town of 7,000.
0: Oh wow. But
1: honestly, I feel like Brunswick it feels smaller at times. Really? Like there's Brunswick is just this one, one long street. stretch. And we've got like a few blocks. Mm. So somehow I feel like it's larger. Are there like
0: just more businesses
1: in like downtown? I guess so. Yeah. It's um it's got like it's home to Washington and University. So I guess like universities versus one (laughs) that might be the reason Yeah, I couldn't tell you Yeah, Um,
0: Yeah.
1: but yeah I guess like moving on like coming up to Bowdoin was like such a culture shock and also not at all in the same like in the same way like I I remember walking into the bookstore and hearing country music playing on the radio and coming up to like the furthest extent Uh of like the continental US. I was like so sure that I was entering this different like paradigm, this different <laughs> environment, and that was sort of my goal in like coming to Boden. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's like country music playing on the radio. Like, Where am <laughs> no. I? No.
0: <laughs> I actually distinctly remember being like, "Dang, there are so many country stations." I would listen to the radio when I would like get ready in the morning, and there were a couple of stations that I would go to, one of which was like a more country station. Like I'll I'll take country, like I'll yeah. listen to it. But when I would drive around here or, like, listen to the radio here, especially, like, sophomore year when I had my car on campus, I was like, there are no <laughs> options. Um, but, yeah.
1: That's funny. Um, so what brought you up to Bowdoin?
0: Yeah, a lot of people, when people ask me that question, I'm like, honestly, it was, like, not that thoughtful. Like, my college <laughs> <laughs> my college application process was... Uh, a little bit like all over the place because I think I was still like not quite sure in what direction I was going for and like what type of college would like work well for me. But I'm so glad that I'm here like um I think that the meaning has come after and it's great that like this sort of small liberal arts college has worked well for me but um I kind of like just actually just like how ended up here like it
1: was so fortuitous yeah I found that I really like how you say like meaning ascribed afterwards yeah. and I yeah. very much feel the same way <laughs> um, Bowden has Bowdoin's like this weird sort of place that benefits you in a lot of subtle and like unknowing ways mm-hmm. not like surface level where yeah. I don't know like I think that coming into like the sustain the sustainability office yeah. is one of those things for me. Mm-hmm, for sure, where like I that's not at all something that I was expecting yeah. to join when I yeah. first came here. Yeah, but
0: yeah, my little sister is a senior in college, and she's sort of been thinking about like what size school and what that whatever, and a little part of me is like, you'll be fine. Like you'll you'll find your niche wherever you go, and mm-hmm. I think that I just happen to kind of find my niche here. Yeah. Um so yeah. Um what do you do on campus now that you are here?
1: <laughs> um okay so one, I work for the sustainability office. Ooh. I uh, historically have been like the gopher for Bethany Taylor, oh my gosh. Tisha Payson. Um so running around and doing all their various <laughs> the like sustainability tasks, which is now fortunately been taken up by another sustainability employee so i'm off the hook and i get (laughs) to do this sort of thing (laughs) um but yeah uh so sustainability i also work for the environmental studies department um and there are a lot of overlaps between those two (laughs) things which is a lot of fun yeah um i am also a producer for the bowden commons podcast group uh which is I've been recently promoted to this position.
0: Damn. But we get Wait, to like... you are, like, official producer? Yes. I didn't know this club existed, to be honest. I know.
1: We're, like, pretty low-key, mm. subtly producing quality <laughs> media for Yeah, the there internet. you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so that takes up a lot of my time. Yeah. I have a good time doing it. So a lot, of, a lot of my work, like, recently has been channeled into, like, audio production. Yeah. Which has been great. Like,
0: That's lovely that you end up doing, like, things that you and very fun mm-hmm. like for work right exactly <laughs> one like, bonus <laughs> I mean that's the goal, but... that's the goal. thanks bro yeah. <laughs> um, um
1: yeah and aside from that I do like occasionally go to class I've got uh, am <laughs> an environmental studies <laughs> and government and legal studies major okay. what about you
0: um well I'm also an ES major and I also work for the sustainability which is how we got here <laughs> what who would have guessed um but I'm also a bio major. Um, what do I do for fun? Well, my jobs are working with the sustainability office. Um, I've been teaching yoga, which is a lot of fun. Yes. Um, Sundays, three p.m. Catch me there. <laughs> buck three one one. Shut up. <laughs> um, what else do I do? Um, I recently started working at Lemongrass in the kitchen. I didn't know that. So I like chop stuff and wash dishes, uh, which is fun. Um, food. Um, anything with cool. food is a bonus. Um, what else do I do? Um, I run some clubs, I guess. Um, Casually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like the co-leader of the Bowden Yoga Club, so hopefully we'll do some like trips to the studios in the area soon. Um, I'm also the co-leader for the Bowden Outdoor Volunteer Association. <laughs> In which we go to like local preserves and like do trail work. Um, like two weeks ago, we went to Wolf's Neck and mostly just raked uh, pine needles and leaves off of the um, disability accessible trails um, and like cleaned up some like parks bench spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Other than that, I like go to class, um, sit around sometimes make food <laughs> yeah um it's a fun time
1: yeah that sounds fantastic okay. i had no idea that either of the, those two clubs existed yeah. actually yeah well we are also <laughs> kind of under the radar um
0: yeah They kind of just like landed in my hands a little bit I was yeah. like okay i'll do it <laughs> like i'm i find these things fun so sure but yeah right yeah um yeah it's a good time whoa
1: Okay, yeah. um, so tell me more about your work with the sustainability office, um, when did you start there, what have you done, um, and I guess like a little more generally, mm-hmm. how has your, your work with the, the sustainability office changed your views on sustainability in general?
0: Yeah, um, so I started working there my uh, freshman spring. I remember being like, oh, there's an eco-wrap job, like, I really want to do this. And I applied, and I didn't get it, because there were a lot of people from my dorm that um, were sort of in that mindset. Um, and I was like, oh, dang, I would still really love to, to work for them. And so I kind of just emailed them, being like, hey, I will pretty much do anything. <laughs> um, so I got put on doing um, waste. Um, data tracking. So um, Bowdoin collects um, numbers on how much is recycled, how much um, is sent to trash, and how much is composted. Um, those are rough numbers um, based on the number of like actual trash bins get thrown out. So sometimes they vary in weight, but basically it gives us a general idea of waste stream at Bowdoin um, which is really cool Um, so I was mostly um, chugging numbers for that Um, but it's it's cool to see the progression and sort of like you can notice um, when like move-up day is because trash numbers will just like go crazy or you'll notice when it's winter break because there's just not the same number of people going to the dining hall and like going in public spaces and leaving trash or other types of like, waste. Um, so that was fun, and then from there I was an eco rep for Mac House my sophomore year. Um, mostly just telling people to recycle and try not to make too much waste. A big project of ours was um, getting reusable cups in the college houses, um, so we were sort of Campaigning, I guess, D- depending on the house, I was kind of like just like, hey, I would like <laughs> to do this, um, but yeah, we like ordered a ton of, not actually a ton, a good amount of um, plastic cups to be used in like parties and events um, in the college house, and then like instead I mean, of weight. yeah, instead of solo cups, basically to like reduce the amount of waste being created at parties. Um, and that's been in place ever since, which is really exciting, like all the micro of my year, like occasionally, will ask how the cops are going.
1: Um, <laughs> Infamously yeah, referred to yeah. As. <laughs> Um
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and then I worked there over the summer on the, Bowdoin does like an <laughs> um, basically, um, they ask a ton of questions um, about the college's like operations, um, academics, uh, transportation systems in place, like all sorts of stuff, and they will publish that data on Bowdoin. Um, I think it's really valuable because a lot of colleges do this, like a lot of colleges have bought into this, so you can get really great information about what peer schools are doing and sort of push yourself to the right. highest standard of other colleges
1: yeah um, using them as like a comparison yeah
0: yeah gotcha. um, which is cool a lot of it was just like emailing people and being like hey do you have this information um, yeah and now I'm working on the climate action plan um, which is sort of a 10-year plan for how good is going to move forward um, with regards to Mostly, like with regards to its carbon, but also looking at like how it can integrate sustainability into its academics um, and social life, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of what I've done is like a lot of little things, and it's um, interesting to think about um, how big scale and how small scale um, sustainability work can be. Literally, from like crunching numbers, like this week. Like X tons of waste were picked up from Brunswick apartments, versus like thinking really big about um, how do we want um, Bowden's like energy uh, portfolio to look like in 10 years. Um, so it can really vary, and I think that's really interesting. And I think both are really valuable. Um, but there's a lot of stuff to get done. There's still a lot of uh, I think. to be part of that um, yeah what about you <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay um going back sustainability office i started as the eco rep for in um it was a position that i think i was the only applicant for <laughs> in, in contrast to your experience freshman year um which was my introduction to the sustainability office um which I loved, I got to talk to you. I was interviewed by Bethany Taylor and oh met her for the first time. <laughs> and was instantly just enthralled with like everything that they were doing. Yeah. And from there on, I was like, this is definitely something that I want to like mm-hmm. maintain as a part of my yeah. bone experience yeah. for however long I'm here. Um, so yeah, that's where I started. Um, and then I did. I was like the gopher <laughs> last I love the
0: gopher <laughs>
1: semester and last like the the ends of the summer. So I was working for um, we we're doing this like Goodwill collection mm-hmm. day where everyone on campus leaves all of the things that they are going to uh, donate to Goodwill in these bins. They're like five or six around campus. So for a week straight, we would like periodically as people moved out, go to the bins <laughs> and open them up, and then. Take everything out and like sort it and figure out the things that Goodwill was gonna take and not take. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that job was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that was just like a week of just going yeah, around <laughs> looking through stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh. And every subsequent year, uh, since they've had a blast as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll see about senior year yeah. if I decide if to you <laughs> undertake that job doing again doing
0: the Goodwill stuff yeah, right. instead of celebrating <laughs> senior or I guess year. you could celebrate <laughs> via um, <laughs> looking at yeah, Goodwill things they're not mutually
1: exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair yeah. um and yeah then I was abroad for a semester and then came back and um couldn't figure out what I wanted to do and then <laughs> was approached by you um with this I- ooh, ooh. idea to do a sustainability radio show slash potential podcast, yeah, and that's what we're doing now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, it's been good. Uh, I think like doing this like broad spectrum of things for sustainability has it's it's a good balance to like my environmental studies mm-hmm. um, formal education. Yeah. I think in a way because we're sort of in class we discuss like big picture themes of like how to affect actual change Mm -hmm. and like what makes the most difference and the things that actually don't make a difference and then through sustainability you're sort of able to implement those things um, on various scales and I think that for me there was a time that we were doing a number of readings around the theme of like individual action Mm -hmm. and I was like sort of bummed out because all the authors were just saying like
0: individual uh, action (laughs) yeah right
1: (laughs) like you recycling your single-use plastic isn't gonna make a huge difference and Mm -hmm. then like going to the sustainability office and um i don't know it's just like inspiring to be under a person like bethany yeah who's very excited about um any sort of like sustainable action that you can take and it's, it's a lot more than just like the action of recycling your single-use plastic extends yeah. far beyond just mm-hmm. the action of like placing it in the recycling bin. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been a very important complement mm-hmm. to everything that I've done.
0: Yeah. Another thing that I think about is like it's important the you know, recycling to be could go on and on. We have right. a whole episode about this, but I think sure you can like do the actual physical act like systemics in your community and um, like consider how you can like I don't know maybe change the ratios of how much trash versus recycling is being made or like where your recycling is going like to what company like what what does the recycling company um, do or or things like that like on a larger scale
1: coming from a position of like a lot of resources and a large endowment. Mm-hmm. Like Bowdoin as a nonprofit sort of has, um, it's sort of in a position to apply a good deal of change. Yeah. Um, whether or not it's obligated to is a debate mm-hmm. in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm curious to know if you think that like Bowdoin is doing a good enough job um, given its position. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I've had debates about like a divestment with my sister where she's like, it's not a college's role to divest. Like, that's not its... Uh, it's a, as you were saying, it's, like, not obligated. Um, and I think it's interesting to think about how Bowdoin projects itself to the larger community. And I think that Bowdoin has recently um, sort of... I guess hyped up might be a kind of too harsh word, but it's definitely sort of upped its um, marketing around... Uh, the environmental work that students and staff and faculty are doing um, which arguably you know is significant already but I always think that there is room for more Um, and I I would like to see sustainability as something um, that is uh, kind of uh, more broadly implemented like it's just a factor for everyone um, and every, like, piece of the institution, and I think at this point, it's not, um, and so I would like to see that as, as the change, like, the, the environment or the sustainability of the community is, uh, a consideration for everyone, um, so yeah, I think, like, if I were to say black and white, given the school's position and resources, I think, um, I think even talking about the environment in terms of like, here's what you can do at Bowdoin is a really valuable thing. Um, but I think there's more work to be done in terms of like, um, maybe the college's investment portfolio or its energy portfolio. I, To be fair, that's a really long-term change that needs to happen, but I would like to see that change happen soon. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that... Um... <coughs> Like complacency is often follows good action, yeah. Like people will or organizations will do a good thing, Mm -hmm. especially within the environmental realm, but then think that they can stop there or that it's Mm -hmm. enough. Um, I think that you make a good point that it like it it never stops, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like there's always room for improvement, there's always work to be done. Um, and I think that. Sort of in answering directly this question, um, if Bone is doing a good enough job, I think that it is considering that Bone has declared carbon neutrality. Yeah, that's um,
0: huge. There are like maybe I think eight schools or something, like 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 twenty tops mm-hmm. that are actually carbon neutral. Yeah. Um, which
1: yeah, which is, is really huge. incredible. It's yeah, so fantastic to be mm-hmm. like on the front, cutting edge of that, yeah. um, but consciously. Conscious of complacency, Bowdoin has, like, reinvigorated its efforts and decidedly not stopping there. Right. Yeah. In 2030, there will be a new, like, all the goals of their next climate action plan will be yeah. um, hopefully completed. Yeah. Um, this previous, the previous goals set were completed several years ahead of schedule, yeah. if I'm right. I don't yeah. know much yeah. about, the like process of carbon neutrality, but, um, yeah, I appreciate that work is still being done and was taken up immediately following the Declaration of Carbon Neutrality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything that you would change, like, in the way that it approaches sustainability, though? (coughs) Like?
1: Um, I, I think that, sort of, harkening back to the last question, I think that given like Bowden's <laughs> large endowment, uh, yeah. more money could be diverted towards sustainability. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like the budget, right? Yeah.
1: Um. I think that Bowden does an exceptional job with the funds that it has allocated towards this, mm-hmm. um, and could do even bigger, better things if yeah. it had more to work with. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's sort of a question of like, are the are the big picture things that we want to achieve mm-hmm. economical? Yeah. or practical in sort of a in the time frame that we have going for them
0: yeah um, yeah that's interesting um, what do you think? <coughs> um, I was thinking about like the number of people who are just like on the ground and like slowly inching um, hopefully towards a more like a less Energy-intensive campus, a more like uh, environmentally literate campus, um, and like there are only two full-time staff members who uh, do this work, um, and they do an amazing work and have done so much just being two people. Um, but again, sort of harkening back to the like budget question, um, I sometimes wonder what it would be like if that office had like like two more full time staff members like when you think about the Bowdoin communications office it's like I don't know maybe like 15 people or so I don't know the exact numbers but there are a good number of people who do that work Um, so I think if I could change something if I could just like (laughs) wave a wand I'd be like I would like to have more people just like on the ground um, doing this work yeah uh, then again, um a lot of other peer schools only have that number of of people working in that yeah. area. So it's also a question of like uh what 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 is the college's priorities? like it's not a specifically environmental science college. It's a liberal arts college, so it doesn't necessarily have that obligation or at least in my view it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have that obligation but I would like to see it become an obligation right. for all schools or something like that but yeah
1: yeah and I think that the student body is like a good deal of uh, power yeah in deciding the future of this school mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, making happen what they yeah. like, want to see
0: yeah
1: um yeah. sort of like expanding that uh mm-hmm. beyond Bowdoin is there like anything that you could think of that you'd want to like implement or a project that you could work on <laughs> or if there are like any ongoing things
0: yeah um this summer I was working on like uh the climate action plan mostly like thinking about uh possible carbon offsets and like renewable energy credits and I was just sort of like wow they like there's just a constant flow of energy being used by the college. And if I could, like, wave a wand on the Barunza community, I'd, like, somehow uh, just get solar, like, literally everywhere. (laughs) Or, like, I don't know if there's some form of really high, like, energy-dense fuel. I would, like, make (laughs) everyone transition to that. I think generally, though, it could be... I think it would be really... Uh, transition in terms of the, like energy usage in at the college, the, the town, and like you could even say on a larger scale, like the U.S., the world, or whatever. Um, but I think be, like the reason why we have climate change is because <laughs> the, like um, a lot of our energy is really releasing a lot of carbon. So finding ways to lower that number I think would be really valuable Mm -hmm. um but then again I think there are other ways to approach sustainability in terms of like a community perspective like um again sort of having it be a factor or like an interest for more people um I think would be Mm -hmm. cool that's not necessarily a very like (laughs) distinct project (laughs) but um think like some kind of like campaign for solar and the town has already done a campaign for solar in the past hmm. but um
1: yeah i don't know what yeah. about you um <laughs> yeah i think it's sort of like hard to isolate it or simmer it down to one specific yeah. thing which is sort of like the that's
0: kind of the beauty of yeah, it yeah exactly <laughs> um
1: so I think like following school, it'd be really fun to get into climate activism, like mm-hmm. working on the Green New Deal or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, as you're talking about energy, I was thinking about mm-hmm. transportation. Yeah, and good. And like, as especially in like the Brunswick Portland area, there's mm-hmm. like only recently has the bus that gets you from Brunswick to Portland been made available. Yeah. Um, it's the Metro Breeze. Uh, there's a, there's a demand for it, which is really great. In and sort of talking about like right before this we were talking about the difference between environmentalism and sustainability Mm -hmm. and you brought up the point that sustainability is it it takes on this more holistic approach where it's more of a consideration of, of people and their interactions um with a broader society and sort of environmentalism um as as a lens to view that all through Mm -hmm. um this is sort of paraphrasing it than like Mm -hmm. me adding on (laughs) (laughs) to what what we've been talking about um but yeah i think that um like that's sort of like this environmental and sustainable Mm -hmm. measure where we're focusing both on the environment and the people that Mm -hmm. call it home um so i think that'd be a really good effort to like sort of like expand upon Mm -hmm. um especially in semi-rural or, yeah. like, suburban communities. I think that's an area that sort of gets left behind.
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah, public transportation in, like, this kind of community is interesting because, like, I mean, a lot of big cities already have a metro in place and that kind of stuff just because literally having, like, the number of cars that would be <laughs> required to transport people around would be, like, not possible. hmm but I think in a place like Brunswick, where like it, it is, pop- like not great, and I do think there are traffic issues. Right,
1: but like the roads can generally accommodate. Like, I think it,
0: it can, yeah, it can accommodate a larger number of like literal vehicles. Mm-hmm. It's maybe it doesn't feel like a necessity, but I think that it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe going off of that, I talked a little bit about this, but. Um, what does sustainability mean to
1: you? Mm, that's a good question. I was sort of struggling with this one before we sat down and chatted. Um, and I think that for, you bring up a really good point that it is largely about the people associated with the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, an answer to a question that you gave a few moments ago where it sort of like leapt into this, it, it just like kept expanding. <laughs> um, I, I think that's sort of how I think about sustainability is is the series of connections um, between you and like everything around you, um, hmm. which is which is like the most broad term <laughs> or definition for a term that I can think of. Yeah. But like the more you try to define it, the <laughs> the more it it sort of defies those definitions. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's sort of like a it's like caring for. The environment and the people that utilize that space um and sort of like maintaining the interactions in 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 the hopes of like longevity
0: mm-hmm. um, i think longevity is a really important piece of it yeah.
1: yeah how do you describe
0: yeah sustainability um, to you? the the one definition that's been like thrown around at me a lot. Not in a bad way that it's been thrown at me, but I just like have happened upon it. It was the like UN one, um, where it's like the, it's like the use of natural resources or something like that for the well-being of like current people and future generations. Mm-hmm. The definition that I was referring to was the UN 1987 Bruntland Report, that defines sustainable development as the development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. Um, yeah, it's kind of a nebulous, <laughs> hard yeah. thing to define, and I think um, it's kind of, one could argue, has become a bit of a uh, like flashy term that... Um, might have lost some of its depth in certain situations where it's like, uh, if a, a container is like made out of paper rather than plastic, it's like all of a sudden sustainable, which right. it, it it is more sustainable. Like relative. It is all a relative term, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I think I think we are. There are th- there are things that we do that are. Sustainable, but as a whole, I think like our society is maybe not so sustainable. Um, but yeah, I guess it would for me it would mean considering the people and the environment um, and that interaction and the ways that we can um, develop those interactions, people, the environment, like the interactions within the environment and interactions within among people, and make those as Able to sort of like continue right. into their future as as much as possible, which is like uh, I don't know, a little bit like hyper intellectualizing yeah. it. So like I don't know exactly what that would look like mm-hmm. in real life. I think I that's know. like
1: also the beauty of it that you can approach it from so many different perspectives. Yeah. Right? If like yeah. durability or longevity mm-hmm. is your goal, yeah. Then there's so many things that you can do to access yeah. that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Also going back to the durability and longevity thing, there is this question of like time scale when you're thinking about like transitioning to different energy sources. Like for example, if you were to change the type of, I don't know, fuel that you use, you might need to, to change like the boiler that you're using and so you're considering mm-hmm. longevity, but that's a what is like lo- like what what's the actual time frame that we're talking about? And mm-hmm. a lot of times that time frame is a lot shorter than maybe um, what actual, f- like, full sustainability might look like. Right. I don't
1: know. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Um, and in terms of the difference between sustainability and environmentalism, I think you talked about it a little bit, but um, I guess I, you kind of said this, but I would see it as, like, focusing specifically on the environment um, and, like, having... Uh, specifically, like, non-human nature be the priority. Um, And I think that we, a lot of times, put those sort of as, like, antagonists, um, in which, in some cases, I, like, really think that maybe they are, but in a lot of scenarios, they're not, so...
1: Mm thinking about like the work that has been done mm-hmm. uh, we talked a lot about like the future and our ideas yeah. of, of what we would <laughs> ideally love to wave a magic yeah, so yeah. <laughs> wand um, but thinking about sort of like the, the recent past uh, can you do you have any like positive or negative changes that you've seen or, or <laughs> changes that have occurred that you view in a positive or negative light mm-hmm. in the world of sustainability
0: um hmm. The first thing that comes to mind, um, I remember, um, like, I think the first week of school, maybe, like, literally one of the first days, um, I, like, tabled for the sustainability office at the, like, first year dinner, and, um, we just sort of were like, hey, we're the sustainability office, um, please come talk to us, like, we potentially might have eco rep positions, but also, like, I think more generally, like, I'm just interested to hear, like, what this next generation of Bowdoin students is thinking about in that lens Mm -hmm. um and there were a ton of people who came and talked to us it was like the best tabling (laughs) I've ever done because everyone was just like so pumped and um so many people were just like so thoughtful um and had already done like really interesting things like I think when I was in high school like I didn't even like know what the term sustainability was to be honest like I think I thought about the environment and that kind of stuff but um, maybe didn't have the language to talk about it Um, but anyways um, I'm really excited about just the sheer number of people that are interested in this stuff and that it's becoming hopefully more mainstream Um, and again going back to the like I would like to see sustainability slash the environment be a factor for everyone um, at least based on that one experience it feels like more people are considering this mm. and more people are sort of seeing um the climate as like an actual real issue um that needs to be um addressed mm-hmm. um so that's really exciting I yeah.
1: think yeah yeah to, to be able to see it in like in sort of a day-to-day like as a component of how you think about everything yeah right
0: yeah um and a lot of times I'm like Ooh, like I'm Kind of a sustainability nerd or whatever, um, and then a lot of people that I don't necessarily think about as as being like as maybe obsessed as I am, like are really thoughtful about this stuff. And like, yeah, like no, 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 wouldn't know what they're talking about. Another thing, I mean, that I'm not as directly connected with, but um, I'm very excited about like the technological change, technological um, changes that are happening um and i hope that that continues and that we like for example my family recently bought a couple years ago at this point but we had our old car like died and we had to get a new car and we got an electric car like that wouldn't have been possible Mm -hmm. like i think 20 years ago yeah so that kind of stuff is is really cool that that is now a possibility um and i think the possibilities are not endless when it comes to technology but there's a lot of um opportunity to um sort of move in the right direction yeah in that way yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like that
1: positive note do you have any immediate thoughts when you think of like <laughs> negative sustainability <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's going to shit not though? that we like
1: think all the time about <laughs> negative sustainability um, stuff
0: um I would say the like one thing that I'm just like ah! about <laughs> is like uh, just the sheer <laughs> amount of waste that is being produced by myself included, mm. and um, I guess uh, it's really hard to not, which is maybe a very privileged thing to say. Like I yeah. have so many financial resources to. Uh, be thoughtful about like my choices as a consumer Mm -hmm. yet like i still buy stuff in like plastic containers that really don't need to be there um uh so yeah yeah, i think sorry go ahead no it's
1: it's like i i think that access to resources is is like a part of it but also like the institutions like local grocery store that doesn't have like a, a Whole Foods or Trader Joe's yeah. style, yeah. like where you can bring your own bag mm-hmm. and fill up your grains and yeah, like get your vegetables like out of a package stuff. or something like that, and then the whole like institution of just like packaging everything from yeah. like from oranges <laughs> that have their yeah, own like, like packaging <laughs> <all that
0: thing. laughs>
1: to yeah, so yeah. I think that there are a lot of like factors working against you there, mm-hmm. and it's sort of hard to do.
0: Yeah, um, so. I, yeah, I don't, I don't really, and I think small changes, let go back to the positive stuff, small changes have been made, like, for example, Brunswick banned uh, plastic bags in all, like, I think grocery stores, mm. maybe more than just grocery stores, um, in the town, which is, like, that's cool um, to see that change, mm-hmm. um, but I think there's still, like, so much work to be done. Right. Like, if you look li- like, I just think about like, I look at my room like when we take out the trash like once a week, and I'm like, this multiply it by so many <coughs> times like every American it, like it blows my mind. Right. <laughs> um, and
1: if you're one of the like conscious ones, then like, what is unconscious <laughs> like consumption look like? Yeah, um,
0: that sort of stuff makes me want to just like
1: go live on a farm,
0: which is like not gonna happen. Join us next week to listen to a live interview with our first host, Bethany Taylor, the Sustainability Coordinator at Bowdoin, who does the almost impossible job of coordinating sustainable initiatives and events on Bowdoin's campus through an army of student workers. This is a job she's incredibly excited to share with us about. And it's due time that our community recognize the strides she has compelled this campus to take in becoming a more thoughtful green environment for students faculty staff and community members as well as the rest of Maine.
1: This episode was originally aired on Brunswick's own radio station WBOR 91.1. Listen fall and spring 2019 on Mondays at 3 pm or find us online. Go to bodenedu sustainability to stream all available episodes find show notes, and submit questions and comments. Also, if you have a sustainable story, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.